0: Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadeon Tolbert. Um, you know, tonight is a good night. I'm feeling good today. Um, I've been having a lot of, um, I've been having a good week. You know, we're coming off of a lot of things over the last couple of weeks. we got the, the Super Bowl, which we're going to talk about. Uh, the Grammys were uh, this week, which we're going to get into a little bit later on. Uh, Valentine's Day, obviously, uh, was was over the last week or so. And, you know, there's just a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on around the world. Um, we've got some really good ask, state-on advice, questions, and situations that we want to uh, discuss tonight. And so um, I want to jump right into it. In fact, you know, it's it's been a little while, about a week or so since we've been last live again. And just, you know, I'm looking at my outline. And it's just, you know, I, I personally uh, don't remember a time when, you know, there have been this many topics, spe- you know, specific topics that I wanted to talk about in one show. That's why I said online that this probably, you know, has the potential to be one of our biggest shows um, and really most informative shows ever. So I just want to jump right into it. Uh, Courtney is here with me tonight. We have a good time. Courtney, what's going on?
1: Hey, how's it going? It's just so good to be back on the show again. Cause, you know, we can't we can't go a long time without doing a live show cuz people are always asking me, you know, people inbox me and ask me, you know, when's your when's the next show? When are you guys going to be live again? So, it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's good. And, you know, I, I told you guys before, I mean, just with so much going on now, um, you know, personally, professionally, a lot of good things. You know, Courtney's doing some really great work with the uh, Each Woman Foundation. So our schedules have just you know, just been kind of all over the place. But, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to, um, you know, come back live, you know, every so often, whether it's once a week, twice a week, whatever it ends up being. And, um, you know, usually about once a week at this point. And then, you know, you guys can enjoy the uh some of the best of shows some of the classic rebroadcasts seven nights a week. So this is what I want to do. I want to start it off with um just really, you know, Valentine's Day. You know, and if you if you guys got a chance to um two live shows ago, we actually did our pre uh excuse me, pre-Valentine's Day uh special where we just talked specifically about how to avoid getting played on Valentine's Day. That was actually Saturday Night Live, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday prior. And, you know, in my opinion, I was telling somebody else, like that just was one of my favorite shows. I felt like we probably kept it realer. You know, I can speak for myself. Probably I think I kept it realer than I ever have just as far as sex goes, as far as how men view women goes. You know, just the whole thought process surrounding Valentine's Day and really just dating as a whole. And, you know, and so hopefully you guys got a chance to check that out. If not, you know, check it out, um, you know, in the archives. But, Courtney, I'll start off with you. I mean, what, you know, first of all, how was your Valentine's Day? I mean, as a single woman, you know, first of all, what did you do? How did you spend it? But what advice would you give to, say, someone listening who is also single but maybe didn't look at it as, you know, a blessing or as an opportunity to get closer to God and what, you know, that's all as well and good, all sounds good. But for some people, it can be a pretty lonely time. I and mean, what advice would you give?
1: Uh, well, to answer your question, well, your first question, what I did, um, I just was, I chilled for a little bit and I was, uh, you know, very productive. You know, after I had my little chill session, I was very productive. I I did a new video blog entitled "The Valentine's Day Blues," uh, because I know that Valentine's Day is is tough for a lot of us singles. For me personally, New Year's and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day was actually the tough holiday for me, just because you know couples and all that stuff. And but for Valentine's Day, I. I don't know, for me it was it was always been okay. I've either spent it with friends or, you know, just chilling out. But I know that it's tough. I know that feeling, you know, not having someone on a day that is marketed towards couples. So I, I did the video again, um, entitled Valentine's Day Blues and it's just talking about Uh, how to look at it from a positive perspective. Instead of viewing the day, you know, as something bad because you're single, you can just take that time to be thankful because a lot of times we'll look at it as saying, well, you know, if I wouldn't have messed up with that person, I'd still be with them. Instead of being thankful that God took them out of your life and now you have the opportunity to do better. So my advice would be to you know, to be productive, continue to develop your relationship with God, and look at it from, as you always tell me, having an attitude of gratitude, being thankful, and it won't feel as bad. And I definitely encourage you all to watch my video on YouTube, which can be found on www.youtube.com slash trc I will post the video again so you guys can check it out.
0: Yeah, definitely um, you know, every, and I would just encourage everybody to check out that video and um, you know, and I I do use that term, you know, just you know, living life with an attitude of gratitude. When you look at um the the potential, you know, uh to be happy to to have the life that you've always dreamed of, it doesn't make sense to Look at past failures or even perceived failures. Failures because the reality is, you know, a lot of those relationships, a lot of those guys, you don't, you didn't want to be with them anyway. But I think what happens is that when, when people lose faith in God, when people lose faith in their future, you know, it, it's, it's a natural reaction to look at what you have had, but feel as though you lost because you don't feel like you're going to get it again, you know, or get something better. And so that's that's all lies. That's a lie from the enemy. You know, um, the reality is you just have to look at things um, from a positive standpoint. You know, if you're lonely and miserable and bitter, who's going to want to be with you anyway? You know what I mean? People say, well, I'll be happy when I meet somebody, but if you're miserable, no one's going to want to deal with you to make you happy. You know what I mean? You can't rely on somebody else as your uh, sole source of, uh, of, you know, of happiness, of acceptance, or, you know, or what have you. Um, One of the things also that I would say is, too, you can't, when it comes to Valentine's Day, you know, yes, it's a holiday specifically for couples, for love, you know, but the reality is if if that's all that's going on in your life, like like if you feel like, dang, I have nothing going on, and then you have the media, your Facebook timeline blowing up with all these different things about love, but you have nothing else going on. Like Courtney said, you, if you're not being productive, then you're going to focus on what you don't have or what you see around you. But if you're so focused on your love for God – and focusing on receiving the love that he has for you, do you really have time to be lonely? Do you really have time to be miserable? Do you have time to reflect on past heartbreak and you know pain and rese- like all that stuff is irrelevant when you're focusing on what you need to be, um, you know, focusing on. So so that's just my advice on uh, on Valentine's Day. And again, if you missed any of our shows uh, on um, just how to how to avoid um, specific targets during this Valentine's Day season you know, how to deal with the aftermath of Valentine's Day. A lot of these guys come popping up, sniffing around, trying to reconnect, re, uh, you know, after a couple weeks or a couple months of, you know, being MIA and, you know, just how to identify that uh, that whole cycle, um, which was, like I said, what in my opinion, one of our all-time classic shows. Now, the actual last live show that we did was a fun show. This show that we're going to do tonight was actually supposed to be the one um you know our most recent show last week but I wanted to do something fun you know everybody knows that song Yo Gotti has you know it goes down in the dm you know it's, it gets a lot of airplay um and so I wanted to just talk about that cuz you know we that's that's real like there's a lot of that going on out here there's a lot of social media hookups there's a lot of creeping there's a lot of um you know, guys hitting women up in the direct message and on Twitter and on Facebook, a lot of poking, a lot of flirting, a lot of meetups, you know, and stuff. And, you know, that stuff a lot of times flies under the radar. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian woman or I'm this and that on Facebook or whatever. But there's a whole nother world on the Instagram direct message, you know, box. And so you know that the, the Instagram timeline it often differs greatly from the Facebook timeline where you're posting the Bible verses in the scriptures. That's where the cleavage shots are. The boobs are poking out. The boobs, you know what I mean? The ass shots, are, you know. And so uh, we got to just bring some consistency back to uh, to social media. And so definitely that was a fun show. If you missed that, check it out on iTunes, com. I mean, I told y'all before, man, Courtney's DM is popping. You know what I mean? He, it definitely goes down in Courtney's DM. You know what I mean? I mean ain't, ain't that right?
1: Did you say is as in currently? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. Because Instagram no, wasn't around back in the day. No,
1: definitely not. Back in
0: the day, now. No. No, no, why It was no back in the day because Instagram wasn't around back in the day. I'm talking about now. It, you know what I'm saying? It goes down in Courtney's DM. <sighs>
1: No, actually, I'm not even on Instagram, but
0: that's another story. Yeah, another story. Yo, guys, you know, I, like I said, I'm excited tonight. I feel good tonight. You know, it's it's uh we're, we're getting a lot of crazy weather here on the East Coast. It was just zero degrees earlier this week. Now it's supposed to be like 65 here in Philly tomorrow. I don't, I don't know what's going on out here, man. But you know, we uh, hopefully it's it's nice, and you guys are making out well wherever you are. As far as this uh. This crazy weather man in fact they're talking a lot about in politics um, uh, just the climate change and global warming and so as always I just encourage you guys to you know because there's a lot going on but you know continue to pray for our leaders but you can't pray for our leaders if you're uninformed about what's going on with our leaders and that's why I say you know, you gotta watch these debates. You gotta stay informed. Even if you don't necessarily vote for you know, anybody or support a certain candidate, you should at least know or have a general idea of what's going on. That's why if you notice we've been talking about it and we do this every um every major election season, you know, we talk about it on a regular basis so you guys can understand it, not from a a worldly standpoint or a media stand you know, a mass mainstream media standpoint, but just from a real perspective. You know what I'm saying? In fact, speaking of the, uh, this whole political process, a couple of things I just wanted to touch on. I don't know if you guys have been following, but, uh, Obama actually made a a statement recently saying that he doesn't believe Donald Trump will be president and he will, um, and he said that he believes the American people can, uh, can, can spot, you know, someone who's doing it for, uh, you know, has ulterior motives and things like that. I mean, any thoughts on Obama's, Uh, remarks and and point of view regarding Donald Trump?
1: Well, first, I thought it was unnecessary to even do a video on it. But um, in in regards to that, I felt like he was just saying in so many words that people are going to vote for Hillary instead. And I actually do believe that. Uh, But I don't think it was because of his reasoning that You know, basically saying that we as Americans, you know, know, you know, was good for us or whatever he said, I'm paraphrasing, but it's simply because of the fact that a lot of us are brainwashed. You know, we go along with things just because it's familiar. We vote Democrat just because we're black and we think that we should do that not even paying attention to the issues, not even knowing what the platform stands for, but just doing it just because we feel that's right. Doing it because we feel like we're going to have more money in our pockets and, you know, save more money if we vote for this person. And not really knowing the truth. No one really is even thinking about, okay, if I vote for Hillary, someone who stands for gay rights, they don't think about what's going to happen, you know, as a result of that.
0: You know, it's... uh. It's For me, this whole thing is, is kind of entertaining, and it's mainly because when you understand the real agenda, and, you know, from a biblical standpoint, and then you can literally sit back and watch this stuff from a different perspective, you know, not so much from a day-to-day perspective, but from a overall standpoint, it's like, okay, this is how all of this is um, what it's leading up to, you know what I mean, it, as far as you know, what the Bible says will come, you know, in later days, in the end days and you know, and just what the world will look like, what the government will look like, what what the, its people will look like, what what government control will look like. And now you can kinda of just sit back and be like, Wow, okay, wow, I see that certain uh the certain foundations are being laid, you know, for what what the Bible talks about. And it's um for me, it's very entertaining, and you know, like I said, I don't tell people who to vote for what to you know what to do, but just like I said, stay informed you know at, you know as a Christian, look at what the word says and then and then make a conscious decision on hey look is is you know what this person or this platform, this party do they represent how i you know my beliefs as a christian. You know what I mean? You know, for me, like, it's like where people people lose their Christianity. People forget about religion when it comes to politics. And I just don't understand that. It's like I'm a Christian on Sundays, but on Tuesdays when I go to the polls, I'm worried about my taxes. I'm worried about, you know, everything else, unemployment. It was like, well, what what happened to your beliefs? Like, what happened to, like, you know what I mean, what the Bible says? Like, you know, this, you just forgot about that? And now, you know, you what the media says? You know, will save you some money, or what this person is supposed to be doing to help a certain group of people, which is, you know, 100 false, because the government is and never has been designed and set up to help, uh, you know, any, anyone other than the the rich. And um, it's interesting. In fact, I <laughs> I was watching the uh, the uh, Democratic debate a couple weeks ago, and you know, it was uh, interesting because. Bernie and Hillary were really going at it. I don't know if y'all saw it, but they've, you know, they kind of had this little, you know, they, they, they're they always complimenting each other and, oh, well, we're such good friends, but they were actually really, you know, getting at each other, and it got a little heated. And Bernie, he, saw, he was about to say some stuff that was really about to expose a lot about what Hillary and Barack, you know, have going on. But he kind of stopped himself, and I think he's almost a little bit too nice because he, he was, like, right there, I think he was about to say some stuff that would have just really put him over the top um, and really exposed, you know, Hillary, you know, as far as this, the whole, like, he touches on the government being rigged and these elections being rigged through campaign contracts. Like, he touches on it, but, like, he, he always stops just uh, short of um, putting that final nail in the coffin so that people really see, like, yo, this whole year really is rigged, and the presidency is rigged, and this whole thing is a joke. I mean, Hillary's getting paid, like, you know, millions of dollars, like with these super PACs and, you know, who actually control her agenda. And, you know, so it's just very interesting. Without saying too much, definitely just continue to watch it. And, um, you know, know, that's what it is. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, a lot of people are dropping out. Chris Christie dropped out, uh Carly Fiorina dropped out. I think unfortunately my man uh Dr. Ben Carson is probably going to be next to drop out after this uh, upcoming uh primary uh and so, you know, it's uh, or the caucus I should say. So it'll be interesting to see who um who remains. Uh one thing one last thing that I want to say just from a from a political standpoint was uh rest in peace to uh Judge Scalia from the Supreme court. He, you know, recently passed away. Uh, they said that it was kind of weird. He just, you know, just kind of died suddenly, you know, uh, and you know, I don't, you know, just rest in peace to him. Um, what I will say about it is that there's a big debate going on about, you know, at this point, should president Obama, and this is really important. I want you guys to really, you know, look at this, um, should Obama appoint a new judge, being what they call a lame duck president? You know, he's he's on the way out. You know, and so should he, because you know, if you you know, a Supreme Court judge could be on the bench for you know twenty, thirty, you know, years, and so this appointment has the potential to you know drastically change everything. Um, you know, just really, literally, everything that the Supreme Court rules on, and so uh, that's major, and so. I mean, my thoughts on that, I don't think that, you know, a lame duck president should appoint, you know, a a new job. I feel like whether it's a Republican president, whether it's a Democratic president, I think that that should be their decision to, um, you know, to appoint someone new because they are, you know, they'll be in office, you know what I mean? so, and that's it. And the fact that a lame duck president hasn't appointed a Supreme Court nominee In over 80 years, you know, so it's pretty much doesn't happen, you know, and so Obama wants to change history and do something that, you know, most people I think collectively agree, you know, it shouldn't be done, but I don't know. I smell a rat here. I'm just going to say that. I don't know, Courtney. I mean, there's, What's your thoughts on that? Have you been following that, This his mysterious death and this whole controversy about him all of a sudden needing to appoint someone else as, like, right before the election, this whole gay gay marriage, uh, homosexuality, you know, that's major now. And I just, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't, you know, don't see an issue with it. I just think it's all very, very, very coincidental. But that's just me. I mean, how do you feel?
1: It really is because I'm looking at it like he's on his way out, <laughs> and it's like it seems like he's pushing for it you know to appoint um you know a new judge because he wants to do one last big bang before he leaves you know right before he leaves office. I really just he needs to sit down somewhere with that, and that's how I feel about it.
0: Oh, boy, boy. It'll be interesting, guys. It'll be interesting. I was watching the news. We're talking about what's going on in the world right now. There's a lot going on in the world. But this is what's going on in my local news. I just got a little kick out of I'm watching the news, right? I was reading, like, a newspaper, and, and I'm not a hater. You guys know. I'm not a hater. But, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not someone who, you know, does what he does for, you know, for public accolades or awards or recognition, like, that's not really me. That's never has been me. I think you guys, you know, know that if if that was me, I'd be doing something, a little, you know, a lot different than how I'm doing it now. You know what I mean? As far as being real, I'd be giving y'all the fake and, and, you know, giving y'all what's politically correct and what's popular. But that's just not who I am. That's not what I do. But I was reading this article, and they have this thing in Philly. I don't know if you saw it, Courtney, now that you're in Philly, but it was like, uh, vote for me, vote for this guy, for the – the the top the top radio show host in in Philadelphia I was like whoa like I was just, oh this is interesting so I was just looking and I was just like wow like I it was just people and I and I'm familiar with some of these people and I'm just like wow they talk about nothing not not hating but I'm just saying like if you listen there you know what I'm saying it's a lot of jokes a lot of just stupid stuff a lot of gossip. Just nothing of substance, and I'm like, wow, these are the nominees for the best independent radio show, uh, you know, host in the Philadelphia area, and it, I, I don't know, Courtney, is that is that what it is? Is that what what's needed to be considered the quote unquote best? Is to to gossip and to tell people what they want to hear?
1: Well, it's not the best, obviously, but to to the you know the majority of the people here. That's what people flock to, so they're gonna push those people that talk about nothing.
0: Well, you know what? I was just thinking. So, what we're gonna to do to kind of conform to that and keep up with the with the trends? Let's, we're starting on Monday. We're gonna doing do some prank calls. All right. So, like, like, a, like around ten o'clock every night, we're la- <laughs> <laughs> so in the friends group. and the friends, are just like, watch your phone. We're gonna be calling somebody randomly, and we're gonna play a little joke with them. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, seriously, <laughs> like it's—I can't even say that with a straight face. You know what I'm saying? Like it's—that would be so crazy, just to like stop what we're doing and you know, stop the things that we talk about to to do nothing. You know what I mean? Just to I mean, In fact, I was—and this is—you guys asked me to talk. Like several people have asked me to talk about, it, and we've touched on. it. But this new show, um, uh, what is it? Tyrese and Rev Run. Courtney, have you got a chance to check it out yet?
1: It's not you, it's men. I saw clips here and there, but I haven't watched the whole episode in its entirety.
0: I can't watch the episode in its entirety. But I'm going to say, not like that, but, like, I, I I saw Like, I've seen segments. Like, I've watched segments. Like, one segment that I watched is, it was with, uh, it was weird. It was like, you got Tyrese, you know, doing his thing, talking to this, all over the place and then you got Rev Run who actually I believe gives a lot of good advice um but then you had they had this guest on there who was I guess an atheist and they were talking about <laughs> he was actually talking about the importance of couples cheating you know not oh, excuse me not cheating but uh having more than one sexual partner to keep the the spark alive, And he was like, so you think it's right to cheat? He's like, no, 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 it's not cheating because the couples are in, agree- uh, in agreement that uh, that variety is what's needed to maintain. I'm like, and, and essentially, if you watch it, Red, Red Runner's is just looking like, like, no. Nah. He's like, so you're telling me, you know, the Bible. He said something about the Bible. And then the dude's like, what? The Bible, like, and he was like, all right, whatever, all right, thank you for coming in. It was just awkward because Tyrese is going along with everything that he's saying. You know, and I was telling somebody this um, that you know that I work with privately that you really got to be careful. Like I said, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle, but you know, if you want to just wa- listen to some as as entertainment, you know, that's cool. You know, because certain things can be entertaining. Um, you know, people talking about relationships, but if but you got to you know compartmentalize it as as that as entertainment because you know the re- rea- reality is that relationship advice is not funny, it's not really a joking matter because you're talking about people's lives, you're talking about very serious topics that have the potential to have very serious results. And so if you allow, you know, comedians and entertainers to really speak, you know, into your life and you take this advice as, you know, as gospel, then you really have the potential to have your life messed up. You know, I mean, the worst thing, I'd hate to see someone really taking that advice from that atheist that Tyrese was cosigning and thinking, wow, you know what? Mm, I know this is what the Bible says, but this quote-unquote expert is telling me that he's spitting all these statistics and saying this and that about how couples need variety and couples who don't do, you know, experiment with other couples are less likely to divorce, and, and people really believe this stuff. And it's just like there's, you know, we live in a society where there's so much information that 100% contradicts what the Bible says. And we're seeing more and more people straying away from the Bible. But, I mean, but, but then again, isn't that what the Bible says will happen? Right? I mean, isn't that really what it says? There will come a time, you know, there will come a time where people will seek out just the smallest things. To give them what their itching ears want, feening, they're craving, you know, sugar-coated advice. They're craving worldly advice based on worldly ideologies, and there will be people who will who will give them that. You know, what I mean, so I'm not surprised to see, you know, the popularity of Steve Harvey, you know, the the, the you know Rev Run and you know Tyrese and and and, and you know many others. But again, I'm not taking away, I'm not knocking them, but I'm just encouraging you know, just always put God first, always put the word first, and let that be you know your barometer for you know what advice is sound and what advice is just entertainment. I think that's fair I mean, how you know am I wrong
1: no no you're you're right it is important to keep God first, but i I think um there's a lot of people have just given up. And like like you just said, like the Bible says, people just go for, you know, what they want to hear, think, you know, feel-good messages that really don't dig deep. Because the best advice, it, it's painful, actually, initially, but that's how you change. You know, it hits you in the gut, but all those feel-good, you know, messages that make you feel good, it doesn't cause you to self-reflect or change, and then you're still in the same position, that you know you were years ago, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I just, you know, I sit back and I, I just watch this stuff. I'm just like, wow, you know, you got people like Ellen who are just super popular. I mean, so many people who are, you know, living in the world, and but also, you got quote unquote Christians who are now being, you know, used to further this agenda. You know, to blur the lines. Even more, we talked on our most recent show about uh, Kirk Franklin and this whole uh, thing with uh, with Kanye West. And in fact, uh, the last time we talked about it, we just talked about it, you know, based on the fact that they were, you know, they were in the studio together. But since then, uh, they, uh, you know, uh, Kanye West appeared on Saturday Night Live, Kirk Franklin, uh, uh, you know, appeared with him, Kelly Price appeared with him. Um, did you did you see it? Did you get a chance to check it out at all, that performance?
1: I did. I, I saw it. It was, um, you know, I, I, I'm hearing mixed reviews about it, but, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, like, wow, you know, that was such a good performance. But honestly, it was a complete mockery. And I'm trying to figure out how um, a lot of people missed that. Because, yes, they had on – I think they had on – all white i think everyone had on white i believe but um he was rapping or doing whatever he was doing kelly was singing or whatever but then they had a choir behind them like it was like they were in church but then at the same time they were all throwing up devil horns you know and they were throwing the, the 666 and that's when I, I had to stay in the group because someone posted in the group i'm not sure it was you or someone else posted a clip of it but i had to say look don't let Kirk's appearance fool you just because Kirk Franklin's in it. That does not mean that it's gospel. He's performing with Kanye West, who calls himself Jesus. and Kirk wears pink lipstick. So I mean, <laughs> you have to figure out like, look at what's really going on.
0: <clears throat> it, it's very interesting, guys. You know, just you, like I said, I just sit back in my rocking chair and just watch. I just sit back and observe because it's weird like when you have discernment over certain situations you can you'll just see everything and i see it like like you know very clearly and it's weird because you see you know you see someone like Kirk Franklin who as i told you you know the most successful uh commercial and mainstream gospel artist of all time you know and then Kanye West who's arguably arguably one of the most successful and, and you know most respected producers you know, and, uh, and even artists of all time, uh, at least in the hip-hop community. And then so you look at the merging of those two, you know, someone who, you know, is supposed to stand for God and then someone who, you know, is known for making a mockery of God, you know. Just, and, and not even making a mockery of God, although that's mainly what he does, you know, calling himself Jesus, and just, you know, calling his album gospel, you know, like a gospel album. And then so you look at but then you have to look at that, then you have to look at the overall agenda, which, you know, the, I'm talking about the New World Order agenda, which is to not eliminate the church, but to make a mockery of the church at every opportunity. Not, you know, whether it's, you know, Beyonce, whether it's, you know, any of these these rock bands, you know, who are using choirs and just, you know, um, just making mockeries of the, the Catholic church and The Bible and just the pushing of the homosexual and and other sinful agenda that, you know, this country has. And so you look at all of that and you're like, wow, they're just pulling out all the stops. You know, they're getting these key pieces to push this agenda forth. And so um, Kirk, you know, like I said, the performance was, it's interesting, but that's not even, that's like a distraction. You look at this Taylor Swift stuff. See, people think this stuff is coincidental. I was watching Access Hollywood. I'm just going to tell you real quick, and you'll see what I mean. Okay, because it's all connected. You got to connect the dots. You look at this stuff. Oh, Taylor, you know, he's saying, F. Taylor Swift, I made that B famous. You know, now, and you know, he's doing all this. He's going through this little phase where now the media hates him. They're just trying to, you know, throw him under the bus, make him look crazy and look, make him look deranged. Like, and you can always watch shows like Access Hollywood. Look at the moderators on there, and, and they kind of determine – Who's cool or who's not at that moment? Like you, just for example, you like today, Billy Bush is on there. You know, it's it's like, or people like Matt Lauer on the Today Show. It's like if they say good things about you, then you're quote unquote loved by the world. But if you got those people who are supposed to be objective, but they actually become subjective and say weird things like, yeah, Kanye West is just you know he just seems like he's losing it, and it's like that's the headline, that's the public perception because the people. Have been trained to seek out these the, those types of shows, you know Billy Bush and the Today Show and Access Hollywood, to kind of keep in touch with celebrities, so it's like if they say, "Well, this celebrity has lost or this celebrity is cool, then that's basically what it is it's universally accepted. And so now the media is using these key pieces to, to make Kanye West look crazy, make him look weird, make him look bad. Now he's the bad guy. But here, but that's not the thing. So now you have this bad guy, right, follow me, Who's but at the same time has this new quote-unquote gospel album out. You guys following that? You see how that was, the effect that that has? It's like, well, Kanye West is crazy now. Kanye West is a lunatic. He's disrespectful. But he just now he has this album where he's supposed he was just on Saturday Night Live talking about how, how he loves God, talking about he, how he's a Christian, talking about how this is a gospel album. But how is a Christian saying ask Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift is America's girl next door. Everybody loves Taylor Swift, but Kanye West hates her. He's attacking her. But he's a Christian. Christians are supposed to be good. You see what that does to the public perception of Christianity, Courtney? Yes. Makes a mockery of it. Connected. It's all connected. It makes a total and complete mockery of it. It changes the perception of it, which is their whole agenda. And we as Christians, we as believers just sit back on the sidelines and, and watch this stuff happen. We would rather talk about the Beyonce's and talk about stuff, the Donald Trump's of the world, who are, who is like the major distraction from this whole thing, you know what I'm saying? Whereas people, they want to protest Donald Trump. Why aren't they focusing on the fact that Kanye West is is leading the charge and Kirk Franklin is aiding, Kelly Price is aiding, you know what I'm saying, at, at making, you know, Christianity look horrible, you know, to the world? And so that's, the, you know, that's the agenda. And it's very clear, you know, if you watch what's going on daily and connect it to the overall goal, it's, you know, it's not hard to follow at all. You know, this whole Taylor Swift thing. Oh, you know, I made that be famous and this and that. And then she comes back with this very, you know, deliberate and rehearsed rebuttal to him. You know, oh, Taylor Swift, you know, killed Kanye West. She she did this. And it's just like, you know, he was just on Saturday Night Live. That's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? People know he's crazy. They knew he was going to do something weird at the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, let's book Kanye on SNL this Saturday before. You know what I'm saying? Just to, to, you know, it's all about ratings. It's all about getting as many people as possible talking about things that really don't matter so they can continue to distract from the real problem and the real agenda. You know what I'm saying? And if anybody, you know, doesn't believe that or doesn't see that, I just encourage you to pray about it. Ask God for discernment. Cause I, like I said, I sit back on my rocking chair, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, and just watch it. I just watch it all unfold, and it's like, wow, this is this is amazing. But you know, it is what it is. What else is going on now? now real quick, speaking of, and you see, and that's the whole thing, because you're, you know, this whole this whole agenda, and again, it's all connected. Look what Nike just did. You guys have been following? I don't know if you guys have been following, but uh, Nike. Uh, just dropped and severed all ties with Manny Pacquiao as one of their, uh, you know, their uh, endorsers. You know, now Penny, Manny Pacquiao has been with Nike for, you know, eight years. All his, He's like a, a walking Nike billboard. You know, it's like in the ring, his trunks are Nike, you know, outside, you know, it's all, everything is Nike. And now, but, you know, and they got him a couple, they kind of gave him a warning. You know, they gave him a warning a couple years ago. He said something, about homosexuality, and uh, it's weird. Like, they ask them. Like, they bait you into this stuff. Like, they'll ask you questions, but then when you tell you tell them how you feel, it's like, oh, you're a, you're bashing. You're, you know, you're a bigot. It's like, what? Like, you know I'm a Christian. Like, why do you ask me questions that you know my responses are going to be based on my religious beliefs? And he basically, um, like, a couple years ago, he was banned from, and I think belief still is banned, from uh, you know a major mall in Los Angeles because of his comments about homosexuals, and now uh, he said you know he said basically he he used an analogy. People are saying that he called homosexuals animals, said they're like animals. Not he didn't he didn't say homosexuals are animals. You know what I mean? He basically said that you know he used the analogy, basically saying you know. You don't see male animals, you know, male dogs or male wolves or whatever mating together. You don't see, you know, female dogs or female monkeys or whatever mating, you know what I'm saying, with each other. It's In the jungle, it's, you know, it's it's natural to reproduce with people, of you know, things of the opposite sex. And so they say, oh, no, he, you know, Manny Pacquiao referred to homosexuals as animals and like, not like what? So they severed all ties. Now he's this bigot. Now he's... I hate monger and it's just like come on you know what I'm saying it's like we all know I mean look at the bible look at look at all the people who were forced um or who were given an opportunity to disavow their relationship with god but chose but chose not to you know what I'm saying chose to stand uh you know chose to go into the lions den you know what I'm saying like people actually chose that whereas you know people who aren't even in those types of situations and have things like religious freedom are just kind of shrinking away. You know what I'm saying they're becoming afraid to take but they won't even post about God on their timelines. They won't even acknowledge that they listen to Christian themed radio. You know what I mean it's like for what? For for a fear of you know what I'm saying a lack of acceptance You know what I mean? It's just like Manny Pacquiao just lost millions of dollars, but, you know, riches are not for this earth. I mean, technically, you know what I'm saying? Riches are are supposed to be in heaven, but people are looking at it from that perspective. And so I just thought that was an interesting story. Um, I thought that was, you know, essentially I saw a lot of quote-unquote Christians, uh, you know, coming down on Manny you know, because of what he said, I mean, which is like, yo, he, this dude is saying what the Bible says. And here's the last thing I'll say about it. You guys, you guys think that comparing, you know, homosexuals to animals, you guys need to really read the Old Testament about what God actually said. He he said a lot worse. And if you look at what the Bible says will happen to all sinners, you know, in the eternal lake of fire, you know what I'm saying, like, the, that's nothing compared to what will actually happen. So he could have gone even deeper and really quoted the Bible, you know, not used analogies. I'm talking about actually quoted the Bible, in and in which would have made made it much worse. So you know, you just gotta look at you know the stuff that the media focuses on, and that tells you everything you need to know about you know what their agenda is when you're when you're penalizing actors or, or your actors or entertainers or athletes for their own personal opinions and personal beliefs based on their spirituality and you're penalizing them financially for that, you know, that's stuff that's unprecedented. I mean, this is America. You know what I mean? I mean, since when can you not express your your religious beliefs? You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. And it didn't used to be like this. It didn't used to be this extreme. You know, I mean, if we're really honest about it, and I'm, I'm 38 years old. I just got to be honest here. I've always followed politics. I've been a kid. I've always been aware of what, you know, what was going on and things that we've always had challenges in this country. But I got to be honest, guys, these last 10 years or so have honestly been the worst that I've ever seen the world, the worst that I've ever seen this country. I'm saying me personally. Like, I know, you know, civil rights. I'm talking about in my lifetime, you know, it's this is like the worst, from the gay agenda to the pol- the political corruption to the just the state of race relations, police, just black versus white. Like, this is the absolute worst that it's been since we've had a black race. I'm not blaming Obama per se, but I'm just saying these last 10 years, eight years, the eight to ten years have really been, um, you know, on a whole nother level. I mean, are you seeing I – mean, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I do see it, and I see just how um, the agenda, the homosexual agenda is being pushed down our throats. You can't turn on a TV show without there being at least one character on there that's gay. It's everywhere. Um, but what I will say about Pacquiao, I do respect him for – standing up for God, standing up for Jesus Christ and, you know, his beliefs and knowing that he would have lost. I'm sure when he said it, he knew that he could have possibly lost the endorsement, which he, which ended up happening, but I'm sure he knew that, but he still stood up for what he believed in anyways, and, and I respect that.
0: And I respect the fact that he apologized <clears throat> for offending people, you know, but at the same time said, look, I still stand by my beliefs. You know, I, I like that. Like, y'all never have ever heard me really apologize. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like, you know, if you say something, you know, it should you should think. My mom always, always told me, you know, you should think before you speak. You know, and I do this show, and I think you guys enjoy this show, because I speak what's on my mind. I don't take a lot of time to uh, rehearse, you know, necessarily. I basically say, like, what well, you're listening to now is exactly how I feel. It's no agenda. It's no sugar. It's like, even the stuff on Facebook, it's like, if I say something, that's what I mean. So it's like, if that offends people, you know, then so be it. You know what I'm saying? But that's how I feel. You know, and I think we live in a society where people aren't, they don't do that anymore. It's just like, well, let me just say I want to be politically correct. And I actually agree with a lot of the Republicans, uh, even Donald Trump, who's, who's a major proponent of this, who actually says, we live in a society where everyone's trying to be too politically correct. And it's it's hurting us, uh, you know, domestically. It's hurting us internationally. It, there's, you know, nobody wants to – they say, hey, look, you're going to bring back waterboarding if, if you're a president. He say, hey, I'll do a hell of a lot more than that. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respect that. People are like, Obama's like oh, let's not – let's, you know, let's just be everybody's friend. Let's, you know, No. You know what I'm saying? No, they are terrorists out here. There, there's, you know, there's all types of evil things going on. We need to be strong. We need to take a stand, whether it's politics, whether it's uh, the foreign policy, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's, this, you know, the, what the Bible says, you know, whether it's Manny Pacquiao saying what's on his mind, whether it's us here on this talk show, you know, what you're talking about on social media, you know, be be you. You know what I'm saying? Be real about it, you know, and, and and don't care what other people have to say about it. So, you know, shout out to Manny. I think he said he's retiring after this, uh, this next fight that he has coming up, so we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. What else is going on out here? Now, and, oh, real quick, shout out to Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom is up and walking. I, I like Lamar Odom. He's always been one of my favorite basketball players, you know, just from a skill standpoint. And, um, obviously, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, just what was going on with him um, as far as this whole Kardashian, you know, mess. But, it's you know, just glad to see him. He, he I think he made an appearance at Kanye West, uh, one of his fashion shows or whatever. So he looked, looked like he was doing well, you know, seeing that he was, like, on his deathbed, you know, a couple months ago. So definitely, um, you know, glad to see him. Up and up and about. Now, a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Man. I'm excited tonight. I got I got some stuff that's on my mind. Now, you guys know over the years we we spent a lot of time talking about um, you know different television shows, different shows, different characters. You know, whether it's Empire, Scandal, Love and Hip Hop. Um, you know, just all of those different. Uh, types of shows that often um, can be very indicative of what the issues that many of us are struggling with in dating and relationships in life. And I got a chance, I was watching um, Scandal um, this, this past week, and, you know, it was interesting. I posted on Facebook because, you know, about this, and you saw, I don't know if you guys watch it, but Olivia Polk is Kerry Washington's character who is, you know, just has been, you know, really the epitome of you know, wh- you know what it looks like as far as being a very successful career driven uh woman, but the emotional unavailability that is attached to her is like unparalleled. You know what I mean? Like it's it's weird. It's like you look at it. It's just like wow. Like it, that's what Daton is talking about when he talks about that that term, emotional unavailability, and just I mean the games that she's played, the the uncertainty or not the uncertainty, but the the back and forth that she has going on. You know, with Fitz and just that you know the being a home wrecker or uh, you know what I'm saying, and just someone who is just totally detached from reality. You know, and if you guys have been following the storyline like we have, you know, here on this show, you look at what's going on now, she, you know, if you guys aren't caught up, she last season decided to move into the White House, be fits his, you know, concubine, so to speak. He leaves his wife, um, you know, is just having sex with her, they make it public, and then she just, you know, ends it. She just ends it. She claims this is what she wants the whole time, the whole show. It's like, I want I want us to have this life together and it uh, to be just me and you and you leave your wife. And, this. He, you know, they finally get there. And then she just backs out of it. You know what I'm saying? Just totally backs out, breaks his heart. And then where does she go? You know what I'm saying? Where does she go? I mean, she, this whole time she's going been going back and forth to Jake to Fitz. The fits to Jake, to Jake, to Fitz. You know, it's like ridiculous. Now, this it's most recent episode, sure she haven't, she's having sex with, you know, with, with Jake again. You know, just giving him head, oral sex. You know what I'm saying? He's just doing, doing all types of stuff. And I, I just want to. That's what it is. That's you know whatever. But I just want to shed light on the agenda again, and want people understand because it's not just entertainment. But you have to please understand, guys, that the mainstream media for a 100 years, maybe even longer, has been passionate about showing black women, you know, to white people as whores, you know what I'm saying, as overly sexual. I mean, this goes back literally hundreds of years. This goes back to slavery. You know, it's things that white uh, that white people, white men, rich white men, powerful white men, made black women do for money, for entertainment, for their entertainment. And you have to understand that that has not changed, that will not change. Rich white people will always and have always profited financially off of the horrification, if you will, of black women. And it, at some point, it has to stop. And that's really in a nutshell, all love and hip hop is, all scandal is, you know what I mean? It's 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 I mean you have a black woman being smutted out by these two powerful white men and they're sitting there having drinks about it. You know what I'm saying? They're sitting there having drinks on the on the uh, on the patio of the White House having drinks. You know, and I, at some point You have to, and what happens at the end of the episode, if you guys watch it, Olivia gets played. She finds out that really Jake was playing her, you know what I'm saying, just for his own personal gain. And so, you know what I'm saying, that's no different than what's been happening happening historically. Now, that's not even the biggest problem, right? That's not, the fact that, that's actually happening is not the problem because, again, like I said, that's been happening. That's nothing new. But the problem is back in the day, we fought. We first recognized what it was, what their agenda was, and we as a people, we fought it, right? We protested back in the day. We saw those types of images. We said, whoa, 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 no, 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 this is not cool. If this is how you want to portray us, we're at least going to fight it. If we can fight at that time, you know what I'm saying? We're going to boycott it. We're going to do this and that and we're going to resist this stuff and we're going to counteract those images by putting out our own positive images but now that type of stuff is no longer happening in fact it's being embraced the brainwashing process is, is almost complete because there was a time when when that when you know Olivia Pope a black woman Going down and giving head to a white man would have outraged the black community on national television. That would have been an outrage and a disgrace that, you know what I'm saying, that we would be disrespected in that manner. You know what I'm saying? But instead, it's it's embraced by the black community. Olivia Pope is idolized as a powerful woman. You know what I'm saying? And that is just, you know, it's, it's a shame. It's an indicative of how times have changed. Is you scandal, you know, empire. I mean, this is all these shows don't just come out of thin air. These shows are carefully masterminded by the same, the, des, the descendants of the slave masters who, you know, I mean, from back in the day. It's the same lineage. It's the same types of people who beat us and enslaved us and raped our women. It's those same people. Those same types of people who are now just raping us in different ways but through, it, quote, unquote, entertainment. As a black woman, because I mean, this stuff is important. This is the type of stuff that's not going to say, oh, let's nominate you for best talk show, but this is the stuff that matters and needs to be discussed because we are constantly and consistently being raped by the same rich white people who enslaved our ancestors back in the day. What's your thoughts, Courtney? I feel like this,
1: I understand and I agree with what you're saying as far as what they're doing and how they're portraying black women, especially on shows like Scandal. I agree with that and, you know, how that's wrong and how that shouldn't happen. But then we have to look at, well, Scandal wouldn't be what it is without people watching it, without the viewers and without black women getting to that. And so we have to ask, well, why is that? And unfortunately, a lot of us have been so hurt and so damaged and um, have not allowed ourselves to heal from being hurt by black men. A lot of us have conditioned ourselves to believe that being with a white man is better because, you know, I, I, tried, I tried to give Tyrone a chance. That didn't work out. And, you know, this other guy, it didn't work out. But if I get a white man that's that's gonna make everything better. It's gonna make all my problems go away. So when they see these images on TV and they see Olivia Pope with Jake and Fitz, they think, well, wow, you know, she's hit the jackpot. That's what I want, and that's that's yeah. a problem.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 crazy because you're right. I mean, there, there's so much of that, you know, the Tyrone syndrome. You know, Tyrone did me wrong, so I'm gonna get me a white man. But what I gotta realize is these white men don't want want y'all either. And when I say y'all, I mean emotionally unavailable, um, you know, bitter, you know, black women. Now, I'm not a big race guy. I don't care about race. You know me. Love is love. You know, the any man, whether it's a white man, whether it's a black man, a true man of God of any race, is going to love any race of emotionally available, godly, spiritually, you know, respectful, uh, classy uh women you know women period black white whatever so it's not people you know like i said this country is so focused on race but it's not about race it's about class and there's nothing classy about um you know a black woman making herself the rich white man's whore you know but just to your point courtney what you got to realize is you asked a question made a point of you know where would this show be without the support of black women the show is it has nothing to do with it the show will be successful whether black people watch it or not. See, I think what people need to understand, the, see, and that's not my problem. I'm not, I don't even care about the ratings, you know what I'm saying, the, the, because it's irrelevant. When there's an agenda in this country, they will put, they will make it work no matter what, whether people watch or don't. But we don't control the numbers. You look at the most popular black show. Right now on TV, you're looking at, you know, something like Love and Hip Hop, you know. But even you look at something like Being Mary Jane, if, if you take Being Mary Jane, which is an extremely popular show in the black community, you know, you understand, that show is on BET for a reason. BET, see, people like, see, let me just break it down. Shows like How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal, Friends, these are shows that average, you know, 20 million viewers a week. Any show on network television, ABC, NBC, CBS—these are shows that are getting anywhere between ten to twenty million, um, you know, viewers. Otherwise, it's, it's on the chopping block. Okay, so that's you know, you're getting those types of numbers. Black people don't watch, you know, those types of shows or co- watch them in those types of numbers. The most popular show in the black community is only averaging. About two, one to two million viewers a week. You know what I mean? So, and that's the problem. According at least according to the Nielsen ratings. So you could you could totally take out the whole black population, or at least the population that consistently watches these shows, and the show would still be a hit. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be on ABC if it mattered if black people watched or not. And which kind of proves my point, which is that. White people enjoy watching us, but not watching us in roles of, you know, courage and respectability and classiness. No, they enjoy watching us, you know, like Halle Berry in Monsters Ball. We'll give her an Oscar for that. We'll give Denzel the Oscar for Training Day. We'll support those types of things. You know, HBO wants to do a show. Oh, about drug dealers in Baltimore and the crime. Oh, let's you know that show was on for eight seasons or whatever. The Wired. They'll they'll support that stuff. Black people weren't watching HBO back then. You know, I mean, a couple people. Don't get me wrong, but again, the only reason it was successful on that level on a on a network like HBO was because white people watched it. You understand that? Why do you think these black movies come out? And they only make a couple million dollars, or they go straight to video because it's not done in a way that's going to encourage, that's going to make white people rich and powerful. White people want to watch it to the point where, like, like Barbershop, pilot, like Medea, they will watch buffoonery. They will pay to go see us act like fools. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're making another Barbershop Three Ride Along. Why do you think these movies do such huge numbers? Because they are being because they're, they're comedies. Don't you understand white people have been using us for their entertainment for hundreds of years? We are the joke. People don't understand that. It's not, oh, let's let's ride along, it's cool. Oh, Medea is cool. No, no, no. That's not for us. That's for them. That's why these white people pay these black producers and these, these people like Ice Cube who sold their souls, hey, look, hey, guy, we need something new. You know what I'm saying? We need something new to laugh at. Come on, come up. Where keep it coming? We'll pay you, Tyler Perry, millions of dollars, a couple hundred million dollars, to you know to keep to make us laugh, and we'll you know we'll go to the theaters. We'll we'll help you market it. We'll help you distribute it. You know what I'm saying? But we need some more stuff for to to laugh at with you guys. And so that's what happens. Now, if you have someone that wants to do something positive, something that's actually significant guess what it doesn't get seen or you got to do it like nate parker is doing it independently because the white people won't pay for that you know now, now they'll pay for something slave related that's serious right watch this they'll pay for something like that like if it's something like roots like they're rebooting roots that's coming back there's another slave show coming out you know what i'm saying they're good they'll pay for that they'll help distribute that right because again it's their form of entertainment, and they can be like, yeah, you know, yeah, we still had you. We had you back then. Yeah, this isn't a comedy. We're not laughing at you. But at the same time, we're controlling you, and we enjoy watching that stuff. So, yeah, that type of stuff will be successful, i.e., 12 years a slave. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's why that stuff gets gets accolades. You know, the real stuff, the positive movies of, of champions and, and warriors and heroes that's stuff for the white people. They make that like the revenant, you know, stuff like that. That's stuff that they can make for themselves to show themselves in positions of power. But if we want to show ourselves as kings and queens, they go, oh, no, 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 You got to do that yourself. You got to do that independently. I mean, we're not paying for that. If you want to be a slave, if you want to be a buffoon, if you want to be a pimp, if you want to be a hoe, you know, whoop that trick, you know, all these shows. We'll pay for that type of stuff. And it's so unfortunate that black people are clueless about that agenda. I see it clearly. We're just talking about it right now. That's the agenda. And what do we do? We rather talk about Donald Trump than to talk about stuff that actually matters in our community. You know what I'm saying? It's really unfortunate. You know, and so, um, you know, again, I'm not telling y'all don't watch Scandal, don't watch P and Mary Jane, don't watch, you know, boy, let's boycott. I'm not into that because, again, like I said, you can boycott all you want. We are not controlling anything. I just want people to know what it is. You're not taking no money out of these people's pockets. These shows are going to be around as long as they want to be around for it. We have no control over scandal being taken off the air. We have no control over, um, like, I know how the industry works. You know, I understand it. That's why I'm saying this. But at the same time, we do have an opportunity to be informed about what the agenda is and to speak about it and to tell somebody about it and be like, yo, tell these little girls. Like, if anything, tell the kids, like, yo, Olivia Pope, that's not how you want to be. You know what I mean? Back in the day, there was this woman on TV called Claire Huxtable who actually had a great father, you know, Cliff Huxtable. So kind of like this, that's how you – that's the type of family structure you want, not Olivia Pope, not Cookie from Empire. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, there was a show called Parenthood, you know, with Robert Townsend. Like, that's actually the type of family structure. Family matters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't – there was a time when you did. you could have a comedy – without being buffoonery. We've gone in stages, right? We held out long as long as we could, but we went from being buffoons, but with Step and Fetchy and all those other guys back in the day. But then, you know, we overcame that, and we had the good times, the Fresh Prince, Family Matters, Parenthood, My Wife and Kids, uh, Will, Will and Jada's show, uh, all of us. Like, there was a number. Like, there was that little that little stretch we had, right, where you actually saw a number. It was actually cool for a certain time period to have, a, a, you know, a, a black family that was actually intact. But now that we're in this new stage of, uh, you know, just the of the agenda, now it's all about the ratchet. Now it's all about hoes and pimps and, you know, bad bitches, you know. And we just sit back and, you know, go with the flow. You know, I remember the days when I saw the transition from the buffoonery to that whole stretch of positivity. I remember the protests. I remember the boycotts and like, oh no, this is what we want to see. Like it was a major deal. The black back then black people actually cared about what their kids watched on T V. You know what I'm saying? I I remember when black families were actually still intact. When I could look around and all my friends had mothers and fathers. Their kids were not hoes. Their sons were not drug dealers standing on the corner. There was a time when that actually was the case. Now it's just you know, look. I mean, you guys see what it is, and we just sit back, you know, like it doesn't matter, and just want to talk about Donald Trump. And I that, that's a, I mean, think of that's a problem when Donald Trump is the major focal point of black protest, or, or or cops, or police brutality is like the major focal point. We would rather protest the cops. We would rather, rather protest, you know, politicians, than to actually look at things that actually, you know, we we have we can have some level of uh, of effect on. You know, I mean, whoever's going to be president is going to be president. You know, that's already you know that's already been decided. But we actually have an opportunity to influence these kids, to tell these little girls, hey, look, Beyonce isn't really, you know, what I mean, a role model. She's not. At all, who you want to aspire to be like? In fact, she's the opposite. Yeah, you know, we. But instead, we'd rather talk about other stuff. So, and I again, we, you know, we're gonna talk about some other stuff tonight. We to have some fun, but at the same time, this stuff is what matters. You know what I'm saying? This is not, you know, politically correct. It's not what's popular, but it does, uh, it does matter. I believe in our community. You know what's going on out here, Courtney? I saw. Uh, speaking of just, you know, classless. Uh, you know, women out here, We've over the last day or so, we had a really big debate about Megan Good and her husband. And I, I could not wait to talk about this on this show. Now, let's just talk about it real quick. So there was a, I don't know what was going on, but basically there was some type of TV show or, you know, a taping of some sort, a panel discussion where Megan Good was on the show. I guess they were promoting... Their new book they have out of a, a book, uh, her and her husband. And, you know, they were there was, like, a panel discussion. And a young woman, at, they took a question. And, and they, you know, somebody put on YouTube or whatever, and, like, it's, oh, you know, Megan Good's husband checks, you know, audience member for, you know, comes for, like, listen, man, I'm like, let me click on this and see what's going on here. So I watched it. I know there were a lot of different opinions, but I'm going to tell my opinion. I'm going to hear from Courtney. Here's the thing. Now what's his name? Devon, Courtney, is that his name? De Devon? Devon
1: Devon. Devon
0: Devon. I thought it was Devon and Bubba Ray from uh from the from the W brothers. <laughs> you know what I mean? WWE. No, uh, Devon. So and, and that's people be calling me Devon. I'll be like, Yo, my name is Dave Don. <laughs> like Daydon, not not Don, not Deedan. not Devon. <laughs> D- D- Don. I'm like yo, like yo, data, de- de- like <laughs> what the heck? What two syllables? You know what I mean? That's it, two just two <laughs> syllables, like data, de- like to act like it's like rocket science, like just are a, you know what I mean, <laughs> uh, some long lost mystery. My, by... I'm like yo, like what are you retarded? Like, I'm, just, I'm just, asking. No, but no, I'm sorry. So, so Megan Good's husband is up there, and a young woman asks the question. She's like. I'm gonna let you say. It you tell it because you. I know you saw it because you felt differently. What, what did the other people, what the the audience member said, in the question that was asked to Megan Good from your perspective?
1: So paraphrasing is this lady got up and she was just she went into talking about how when you live for Christ and you know you say. You know, you you say that you believe in God, your actions have to line up with. You. And so she said that, and then after that she said, you know, Megan, I, I feel like you, you are beautiful, you're really beautiful, but when I went into a, a grocery store and I saw a magazine, I saw a picture of you, and you had your breasts out. So then she proceeds to ask her, are we going to cover up? that's that's what she asked so it was a debate about that and then so when she asked that then Devon said oh no 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 well we're not going to do this we're not going to do that she's she's going to wear what she wants to wear in the name of Jesus
0: (laughs) so here's the thing thing about it this is interesting so uh, now uh, that's from Courtney's perspective this is my perspective so she here's how I took it. And I felt like when you're – because I've, I've moderated events. I've been on panels. I've been in the audience asking questions. A lot of times you have to be – like you have to be diplomatic. You have to be kind of sometimes, you know, careful not to offend, especially if it's not your intent. You know what I mean? Like, if you know me, I say what I say. But a lot of times I actually have things to say, but I really don't want to offend people. But at the same time, I do want to get my point across. And so I feel like sometimes you have to say things in a certain way in order to do that. And I felt like like that's what she did. You know what I mean? Like I felt like she chose her words carefully. I I did not think that she was rude. I didn't think that she was disrespectful. I didn't think that she was condescending. Um, In fact, she started out by saying, you know hey look, um, you know, I gotta be honest at first, I wasn't gonna come here today because of you know some things that I saw, but you know i- I came here, and I gotta be honest, you know, you're a beautiful woman, you know you she's have you have a great testimony, you know, um, but at the same time, you know I said I respect what you guys have going on, you know, but at the same time, you know you as a Christian, you know what i mean you you do have influence and you do have to um. You know your your words have to line up with your actions, which is one hundred percent true. She's like no, but she's like you know you have a great testament, but I just want to know are you going to cover up? You know what I am saying? Like I feel no, like as a woman, a... she said, "Are you going?" She's like, what you going to cover up, right?" You know what I am no, saying? That's I mean, this is what, what she didn't. Said. What did she didn't that's ask her? Is she, she going to cover up? She
1: she didn't ask her, "Are you going to cover up?" She said, "Well." She said, are, are we going to cover up? Like Megan was like five years old. See, the way no, that she I. She said, Are I, you going to cover yes. up? No, she did not. The way I explained it when I was explaining how it went, I was just saying it from, you know, my tone of voice. Hers was very, very ignorant. And I'm it not talking about her tone of voice right
0: now. No, 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 no. Okay. She asked, Are okay. you going to cover up? You saying, said how she. Right? Are we going to cover up? Like, are ba- asking her? Are you basically saying, are you going to cover up? I mean, <laughs> you're saying it like but that. It was that condescending,
1: but the way she it was condescending. That's how I took it when she said that's
0: what I'm what right. We're going to get to how it how it came off, but I'm just I just want the people who maybe haven't seen it to to know what was said, and then we we can talk about you know how she said it. But my thing is this. I feel like, you know, if you ask, if you want to know, like, hey, look, hey, she already said, like, you know, you, your words have to match your actions, right? I mean, that's she's telling her that. As an older woman, it appears she's a little bit older than it. And it was, from my understanding, a church event. Now, for me, just being in a church, the Bible says we are, because the difference, see, people throw that judgmental, you know, tag around. But the Bible says as Christians, we are supposed to take our brothers and sisters in Christ. And if we see them, you know, doing something, maybe in sin or fallen, hey, look, we got to pick them up. You know what I'm saying? In a nice way. And it's not like, you know, and I tell, y'all hear me. Y'all hear, so if, if anyone had a problem with, even you, Courtney, you know, I've told you certain things. You've heard me tell women things. You know what I'm saying, as far as how to dress or if you know what I'm saying, how to conduct themselves as Christians. So am I I mean am I condescending? I am I am what I saying could is what I'm saying or have said to be taken negatively or in a negative way? No,
1: because one, you're sincere about it. And I shouldn't say she wasn't. I'm just saying I didn't get the impression that she was sincere. And then two, when you say it, yeah, you're you're real about it. This lady was ignorant. <laughs> so it's two how totally she different ignorant? things. What did, to me. How was
0: she ignorant? How was she
1: ignorant? Because she because she got progressively louder as she kept talking. And it was just like, well, I wanted her to just spit the question out. I don't have a problem with what she asked, but more so her tone of voice. And I think that it caused Megan to feel, like, guarded. And she never – I wish Megan would have answered the question, to be honest. I, I do wish she would have answered the question. But I think the way that the lady said it, her tone and her being loud, it just caused – it It never got answered. So
0: You realize she wasn't loud, right? She didn't raise her voice at all. Like we can play it right now. She did not. There was not one point where she raised her voice or yelled or even said anything with with even the bass in her voice. Like she she didn't yell. You're making it seem like she yelled. You're saying she got progressively louder, but she never yelled. She never even raised her voice.
1: Well, that's I a mean, you want me to play you, for my no you want no to, no where's that? No.
0: I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it for the people. Should I, should I, do I gotta find it. Because you're saying you making it seem like she yelled at it. I'm speaking louder I didn't now say, I didn't than say she yell. was speaking in the whole she,
1: video. I said she got progressively louder. But she. But I what difference does
0: it yell. make if she never yelled?
1: She just came off as like she was talking down to her. That's,
0: that's what I got from but her. But, see, that's the problem. See, that's the problem, Courtney. We need those types of people in the church because if you're elders, and I, I think we can agree that this woman was el- older, at what, I mean, if, Who, at at what point, I mean, this is a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? This isn't someone that you know in your family. This isn't someone you see every Sunday in church. This is an event specifically designed to ask questions. And I think that we live in a society where too many of those questions are scripted. Too many of those questions are already prepackaged, so that the celebrity has no type of accountability to give a real answer. I I mean, think about that. I, you know, we, we've we talked about, hey, look, let's have, you know, even when we had celebrities on this show, you heard the questions I asked. They were real questions. They weren't like, oh, let's just all hold hands and sing Kumbaya and only say things that you want to talk about. Why can't she? Let me ask you, I'm going to ask you one more question about because You know, we, I just want to ask one question. Can you tell the people? If you were her but at the same time wanted to let her know that your words got to match your actions and really wanted to know, like, are you going to cover up or let her know, because I agree with you. I agree with you. It wasn't a question. It was like, yo, you're going to cover up, right? But basically you're saying you need to cover up. How could she have said that that would not have come off in a negative tone?
1: I I felt like she could have. I honestly felt like she could have said the same thing just differently. I, that's I, think okay. I, the same, I think if I would have asked the same question, it wouldn't have sounded like that. I could have said the same exact thing she said. Like I said, I'm not saying she should have changed her words. I'm just saying that her tone, like it came off as, like I said, condescending. If I would have said it, it wouldn't have sounded like that.
0: Okay, that's not what I asked though. I asked you, can you tell the people how you would have said it so that it would not have come off as kind of set.
1: I think I would have said it a little bit quieter. I don't know. I just don't. I Lighter. don't know. I don't. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> but I don't think. I, it I, I'm just, I'm just adding,
0: like I just want to know. Like because you're saying you would have said it different, and I just want to know like how could it have been said different? It sounds like you're saying you, if you, you know, you you're saying you would have said it differently, but you can't say how you would have said it differently.
1: I just would have, I would have said the same thing, like your words have to line up with your actions, and then I would have her, So with that being said, are you going to cover up knowing that?
0: What the heck? So, so you just would have, you would have still to like cover
1: sounded, up? Yeah, but it wouldn't have, I just don't feel like it would have sounded like that. I could be in denial. I'm just saying, I just don't feel like it would have sounded the same way this woman did.
0: So. So, same question, but just uh, with a different tone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you funny, Courtney. Yo, here's the thing, man. Look, I, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this. I because no, I've been accused of that. Like, people have actually said, like, "Yo, I, you know, I don't like what you said." People have actually attacked me. That's the only reason I'm even talking about this because that's what I've heard my whole life. Well, my my whole life, but also mainly my career. It's like, yo. No, you shouldn't have said that. that, that. I'm like, well, what, what exactly do you disagree with? Well, you know, it's not really what you said because I don't really ag- disagree with what you said, but it's how you said it. I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you, so you you don't disagree, but you, it's just the way I say it. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm like, whatever. And I think that's the that's the society that we live in. Megan Good needs somebody in a position of power or a position of influence to say, yo, put your boobs away. You know, I mean, I don't care. Like we, It's not about being condescending. I wish she would have gone harder and be like, yo, you sitting up there on the stage, you're supposed to be a married Christian woman of God, but you got your boobs out. Not for the media, but like in a church environment, in a Christian environment. We need mothers to tell their daughters, put your boobs away. Put your, you know, Cover up. You know, we need somebody to say, yo, you going to cover up, right? Not just asking them, but actually telling them. making him good makes a mockery. Divine, divine, whatever, he makes a mockery of, of being a reverend. And then the the, 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 the uh, debate came, which was like, well, you know, was he wrong for for intervening? My thing is like this. Now, here's the thing I want to touch on. I feel like people, you know, men, husbands should definitely protect their wives. But the problem with it is is that, one, I don't believe she was being attacked. You, you don't say, okay, hey, look, we're going to have a forum. You can ask us questions. But then you you, you you, you, don't let her answer the question. You intervene. Oh, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do what? We're only going to take questions that we want to take and that sound like we want them to sound. No, that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not how being a sub works. Now, so there's that. Now, there's that. Now, but here's the thing. And you tell me what you think about this, Courtney. You know we sit up here every night and talk about the agenda. And I want people to just know, because I did not feel like typing all this, but I I think people need to understand. Megan Good is not some little girl. She's not some innocent, you know, housewife. This is someone. Please understand, guys, Megan Good is a celebrity worth several million dollars. She is actually a leading lady in Hollywood. She gets A list roles. She was just on the NBC, not some Lifetime, not BET, not Centric. She was just on NBC prime time in the leading role in the show Deception. Now Deception was recently canceled, canceled a few seasons ago. But again, they could have put a white woman in that role. They could have put anybody. That's that's a leading role on on NBC. She was just cast in Minority Report a very successful movie that they developed into a TV show on a major network, Fox, Minority Report. That show was also canceled. But again, this is a leading role, and people need to understand, you do not get leading roles in Hollywood without having sold your soul for fame and fortune, without subscribing to an agenda without saying, Hey, look, I'm going to embrace this sexual you know what I'm saying persona. We can and you I mean we can point to countless examples of that in the industry. I mean we all know that. You know, Megan Good routinely throws up the same symbols that we speak about, you know, every day. Because again, she's in that circle to even be in a position to call herself a celebrity who's worth millions of dollars. That doesn't happen by accident. And the problem is a real problem when we as Christians attack someone who's actually standing up for God. Like, this isn't someone who's like, yo, you know what I mean? This is someone who's actually saying, yo, as Christian, as a Christian woman, you need to cover up. As a Christian woman, your words need to, you know, like, you forgot, I mean, have you forgotten that she, Megan Good actually did sell her soul? You're making it seem like the woman is in the wrong when you know darn well Megan Good is in the wrong.
1: I'm not saying that she was wrong for what she said because I agree with what she said. I just said it was her tone. I'm her not tone saying she needs to be worse. Her,
0: her tone, Courtney, Courtney, Courtney. Her tone should have been worse than it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. This is a Christian, a woman claiming that she's a Christian, but she's a celebrity who sold her soul for fame and fortune. So, how would you? I'm, how would you have talked to her? Why are you worried about being respectful to someone who's making a mockery of the church? Right. Okay. Why I, you thought like you're, you're defending Megan Good? You no, might as well defend her oh, friend no, too.
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I, no, you she are. should dress no. the way. No, I'm not saying she should dress the way that she does. I was just saying that the way the I lady didn't say said, you said it, she it, it, it dress sounds... the, way she does.
0: the woman. That's what I'm trying to say. You're defending Megan Good against this woman's tone. What I'm. Do you hear my tone right now? That's the tone yes. that she should have had. That's how she should have been speaking to, to Megan Good. Why are you acting like Meg, this woman should have been, had a, 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 a I mean, any, <laughs> I just don't understand, like, what was wrong with her tone when you're addressing someone in the church who's making a mockery of the church? Why would your tone be anything less than that? I don't think her tone was harsh enough. That's what I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Why did, not just you, but just so many people who felt like that woman was in the wrong. Why would her tone not have been like that? That's what I'm trying if you're addressing someone who is is a celebrity, who has sold their soul, who does throw up demonic and satanic symbols, who does flaunt their breasts, in the you know, and this guy says she should, she can dress how she wants to dress in the name of God. That's a mockery. Why do you think this woman should have even been respectful in any way to her? I actually applaud her level of restraint. I'm trying to figure out why you don't.
1: Because I didn't think she was being sincere about it, and I didn't think it just didn't appear that it was coming out of a place of love. That's it's that's not about love.
0: It's not about love. I'm not speaking from a place of love. I'm, I don't. I have no love for celebrities. Why are you, we shouldn't love celebrities? Why? They, why would it have to come from love if you're a Christian making a mockery? Like if I saw Kanye West today and I was like, "Yo, you call yourself Jesus." Yo, Kirk Franklin, what are you doing making music with with Kanye, who calls himself Jesus? I'm not approaching him with love. I'm approaching him like, yo, you're making a mockery of something I claim to be sacred. Why do you have to approach these? like? Where is this love coming from? Like, where? Why does Megan Good deserve this? This love is. I mean, this your new BFF or something? No, but that's <laughs> no, not. What, what's no, really I'm going about
1: on? to answer. No, I'm about to answer. I think because. Uh, a part of me wants to be in denial about who she really is. A part of me wants to believe that she is really a Christian and she is really trying to get on track and have a relationship with God, but she's just, just you know, struggling right now. And so that's where I was coming from saying that, oh, well, she should show love. And But then now that you, I mean, I get it, like, you know, she's not, She's not living for Christ, I mean, as far as what her husband said. Now, I said, excuse me, I don't agree with anything he said as far as defending her in the name of Jesus, none of that. But I guess I was just hoping that she would come to God, like,
0: with a sincere heart. Here's another thing that I have an issue with, not, you know, with this whole celebrity thing. A lot of people out here are defending uh, Sierra. Now, this is something that's very interesting. I want you all to look at this. Now, Sierra... And we, we we did a whole show, actually, uh, on Russell Wilson and Ciara and that whole situation, future, that the back and forth. You know, and, and a lot of people, you know, they defend it. Well, you know, how do you know she can't change? And, you know, maybe she is living for God and this and that. But if you look at the Grammys, right, if you look at the Grammys, and I don't have the picture. I should have put her picture on the flyer. But if you look at the flyer, you had Ciara, and they said probably in a dress with the highest amount of cleavage, not, excuse me, not cleavage, but the highest slit, you know, in the just Like, it came all, literally all the way up to her crotch, you know. And it's just like, I agree with the woman again. I'll reference her points. As a, as Christians, your words have to match your actions. And it's just like, okay, if, if you're dealing with a, you know, a Christian man, you know, or someone who claims to be a Christian man, I mean, why would D... D Devon, allow Megan Good out the house dressed like that? Why would Russell Wilson allow Sierra out the house like that if, because people saying, well, he should have protected her. Well, that's the point. You know what I'm saying? As a man, you know, you have to cover your wife. You have to cover, you know, the woman, you know, and protect them sometimes even from themselves and say, hey, look, whoa, this is not the image that we want to project to the world. So it's not okay to wear what you want to wear, quote, unquote, in the name of God. That's actually, you know, blasphemy. That's a mockery. I mean, for him to say that, I mean, to me is like ridiculous, you know, to say like, oh, you know, in the name of God. How do you, in the name of God, wear something that's specifically designed to draw people to lust after you? Like that's, that contradicts everything that the Bible says. And I think we—I mean—it's just we live in a world we got to look at what's really going on from a biblical standpoint. You know what I mean? And I'm not perfect myself, but at the same time, I'm willing to be like, "Yo, I'm not perfect." I'm be, i am be—I'm willing to say like, "Yo, these are things that I struggle with." But so at the same time, we can look at like, "Whoa, this is what's going on." You know what I mean? It's not—it's not—it's one thing to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm on this pedestal," you know what I'm saying? And I'm perfect, but. If we can look at our own faults in the church, why can't we look at other people who go, have going on and try to encourage them and try to educate and try to say, hey, look, let's use these people as examples for what God says for us not to do. You know what I mean? Where instead people are looking at these stuff and say, oh, my gosh, I want to be like them. Oh, my gosh, this is great. No, it's not great. So I mean I think we got to look at it from uh, you know from that perspective. Um so I mean this this I mean did you did you get a chance to see her dress on I I mean you must what you think she wants to be she she wants to get her life on track too. Is that how you look no. at she? No.
1: No. What why not?
0: Why is why is she different?
1: I don't know. I just don't Oh don't my god.
0: Never mind. Cuz you, you I know, know. Come come on. On. It's, cause it's not going to make sense. It's not going to
1: make sense. No, no. But I don't look at her. I don't look at Sierra like that.
0: Why not? What's I, different? I
1: don't know. I just I don't. For some reason.
0: For some reason. Maybe so with, she, maybe
1: with Megan I can identify with her more. Just I don't know how else to say say it. Having a hoish past, you know, and then um, then you see her with this reverend, and a lot of people are looking at it, including myself, and like, oh wow, she she had a past, a not so good past, but now she was found by a man who appears to be a man of God. I've never it's the known same she... thing
0: with Sierra. What's the difference? Russell Wilson is supposed to be this man of God. And, you know, they Megan Good and her husband have the book out, you know, about waiting for marriage. Russell Wilson is talking about waiting for marriage. Sierra has a whole wish pass. Megan Good has a whole What I'm just, what is the difference between these two women?
1: You know, now I think about it, it there is none. But I, oh I guess my I told
0: goodness. myself it to,
1: But listen, because now that you pointed it out, but I'm just saying. I'm the show
0: now. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> You guys have a good eye. Where's the music? Let me play the music. There we go.
2: Dana,
0: me Dana, you oh walked your yeah. way again. You walked your way again. Let's just end the show. Go ahead, Courtney. What you, are you saying, do you have something of significance to say?
2: I'm done. I'm do done have with this topic. Let's move do on. Do I have
0: to sing? Should I just start uh-huh. singing now? No. Because I don't no. think that people want to hear me sing anymore.
2: Oh yeah. done. All right. no, 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 no,
0: no, Listen, they don't want to hear me sing, but they definitely don't want to hear you sing, Courtney. Oh. You know I mean? that's the worst. I know At I'm, least the I'm the on worst.
1: key. At least I'm on key, though. That's the thing. You're somewhere else. Anyway, let's
0: keep on. <laughs> Can somebody can somebody inbox me Morgan's number? I need Morgan's number, guys. Can somebody inbox me? Oh in no, the, you, did. no you didn't. Where's, where's, no, <laughs> you didn't. Know I mean? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, my bad.
0: Let's keep it moving, man. So, so that's Megan Good. That's Sierra. What else is going? What's going on with speaking of husbands and wives? I came across an interesting. Uh, you know, uh, situation. You know, everybody's talking about this Stevie J and uh, Nick Cannon uh, altercation or whatever. And I thought it was interesting that um, a few years ago, some of you may remember, we did a whole show where we were talking, not a whole show, but we spent some time talking about Nick Cannon. He was doing an interview. I think it was on Vlad TV. And he was asked, like, you know, he was basically going into detail about him and Mariah Carey's. Uh, sex life, and I'm just like looking like, yo, as a man, why are you talking about your wife, you know, and, and how long it took you to smash for the first time, what the sex was like, and this at, at that time, they were going through some things, but, you know, they were still married, and I'm just like, yo, why would you be disrespecting, you know, your wife like that, and then I think it was no coincidence that, you know, like a couple weeks or maybe like a month after that, they announced that they were, you know, divorced and, or were or, or getting divorced. And then, so you have, you know, fast forward, I just find it to be ironic that, you know, Stevie J was on the show, you know, Wild and Out or whatever, and I guess he said some things about Mar- Mariah Carey that Nick didn't necessarily like, you know, and they kind of got into it a little bit. But it's just like, yo, how are you mad at him when you, you're you already putting that out there? You're already a disrespectful dude, and then you get mad at somebody else for being disrespectful. I mean, it's just like, it's just ridiculous. I mean, did you see that whole... The whole thing?
1: No, I heard about it, but it's goofy to me. It's very silly to me because they're no longer together. And I didn't think that men got into it over a woman, like, especially when Nick's not with her anymore. Like, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, interestingly enough, that's, that's, I mean, that's one of the only things men do get into it over. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, here's the thing. If, I mean, Nick did what he was supposed to do. I mean, you're supposed to get mad. You're supposed, you're not, I mean, whether you're with the person or not, you don't tolerate disrespect from, you know, a man about someone that you love or claim to love or even loved at one time. But I just found it to be interesting that this was someone who's getting mad, but you already disrespected your own wife. You know what I'm saying? In fact, I mean, another example of that, a lot of people in the news, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but a lot of people were talking about Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes in that whole situation. And, uh, you know, how Matt Barnes, I guess, found out that Derek Fisher was sleeping with his wife. Now, here's the thing. Matt Barnes and Gloria... Uh, what is it? Gloria... Uh, what the heck is her name? What's her name? Gloria... I forgot her last name. Who cares? You know what I mean? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Is that even her name, Gloria? Like, is that even the... T- yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what like, I I yeah, that's like, But it's like, who cares? But it's like the thing... You know, it's not the fact that – because they weren't even together. So it's like, all right, I'm sure you're sleeping with other women, Um, and she's doing what she does. But the problem with it was is that Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes were teammates on the Lakers. They were supposed to be cool. They were supposed to be friends. And so it's just like, yo, you're supposed to be my homie, but I find out that you're sleeping with my ex-wife. See, that? and and so he drove – I don't know if you all know, but he drove (laughs) like three hours – to confront Derek Fisher at his old house and beat her up, or excuse me, beat him up, beat up uh, Derek Fisher. And, uh, I mean, and that's, you know, that's basically how it goes. It's not not so much about whether or not they're together, you know, Stevie J, you know, talking about Nick Cannon, because it's like they're not together, they're not married anymore, but it's just like it's the disrespect associated with it. And, uh, I mean, I feel like Matt Barnes is, I mean, I'm not gonna say he was justified, you know what I mean? But I mean, he did what he did. I mean, and I, you know, I'm not gonna knock him for it. You know, it's just about being respectful. Um, what else is going on? Let's let's talk a little bit about this whole Super Bowl because everybody's talking about the Super Bowl here. You know what I mean? It was what's going on? I mean, we. Now I know you didn't watch the actual game, but as far as the uh, the halftime show, Court. I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts on? It?
1: I thought it was just the gayest halftime performance I've ever seen. I mean, I know everything's, like, about a homosexual agenda now. Like, I get that. But it was, like, everything was rainbow colored. It was from the – just everything. The They had, like, flowers that were in different colors. Uh, the band equipment, like, the drums were, like, different colors. The costumes of the dancers. This was for um, – the Coldplay performance, but really, really the whole thing. It was like I saw that. Like, it was it was crazy. And then you had the Black Lives Matter movement, the Beyonce's tribute to that. And it was just all the agendas in place. You know, they, they want to put the Black Lives Matter to um, make you think, it, you know, it's black versus white versus it being about good versus evil, the rainbow color stuff to promote a homosexual agenda. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, um, you know it's this is the thing about it, you know. And we've, I mean, this first of all, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about what was actually seen. But my issue is that we're seeing a lot of protests. We're seeing people talking about boycotting the fact that this is even news. You know, the whole you know Black Panther tribute, Black Heritage, and just that whole theme. People want to have an issue with it, whether it's black people. I've seen have an issue with it i've I've seen you know a lot of white people have an issue with it the uh miami uh police are uh the the police department down there is talking about boycotting uh a a beyonce event down there because of what she did at the Super that they're talking about it's you know it was it was racist and different things like that i mean the the thing about it is is and this is the the major issue that i had is that you know a couple years ago we all sat here together, and we, we did one of our most impor- uh, informative and most important shows, which is our post-Super Bowl special, where Beyonce and, and Destiny's Child came out, and we literally, you know, broke down all of the, the the demonic and satanic imagery that was literally all throughout it. You know what I mean? Like, it was a modern-day satanic ritual i mean i'm saying that like if you actually research you know satanic rituals um performances ideology symbolism like if you actually look that up if you actually understand the church of satan and you know uh people like alistair crawley and the, the symbols and the just the ideologies that they put forth um as far as um laying the foundation for what will, what what will influence and what has influenced countless celebrities and politicians and you know entertainers to just reference back and use the you know their whole this whole thing, you know what I'm saying? And, and and incorporate it into their lives and their their work. And then you you know, like that's what Beyonce does and that's what so many of them do. They take their work and they, you know, allow it to shape their life. You know, I'm talking about these church the Church of Satan's influence in their lives and, you know, when you see a Super Bowl performance that is literally filled with all of that, you know what I'm saying? And we talked about it, we pointed it out so you can see it for yourself. You know, you see stuff like that blatantly for for millions of people to see clear as day and nobody really cares. Not going to say nobody, but you know, it's not like, Oh my gosh, Beyonce did like all this crazy stuff. And like, you know, blatantly, you know, when people really don't care about that on a large scale, and that's actually significant, like influencing millions of people from a, you know, a satanic standpoint, you know, but then people actually want to have a problem with something that's relatively insignificant. I mean, that part of it, the whole Black Panther thing, you know, that's like a distraction, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's an issue, um, you know, what I'm saying? That's, you, man. that's not an issue compared to the, the bigger picture as far as what she does on a regular basis. I mean, this is someone who encourages little girls to have to lose their virginity. You know what I mean? This is someone who goes out there with Michelle Obama and encourages, these, you know, these kids to, to lose weight and be healthy, you know, one minute. But at the same time, she's, she's you know, prancing around half naked, telling little girls, you know, it's okay to lose your, you know, to have sex, you know, what? I mean, just crazy stuff, crazy stuff. You know, it's okay to be a prostitute. He Monica Lewinsky'd all my dress. Like, just, just inappropriate things for, for the type of audience that she's well aware that she has, and so those are the real issues. This whole Black Panther thing—that's nothing. That's absolutely nothing compared to the real problems and, and the the real influence that she that she puts out there. In fact, this is again—it's all part of the plan. Ninety percent of this stuff focuses on you know, and is hinged upon distractions. You know, hiding things in plain sight because of the distractions that are surrounding them. And, you know, that's what this is really going on. You know, now, so if you look at the actual halftime show, you know, it was Coldplay, you know, featuring Beyonce and, you know, Bruno Mars. But, you know, let's be real. You know, Beyonce was the headliner, Bruno Mars, you know, same thing. They decided that, you know what, we need to maximize our opportunity to combine, you know, the pop world with the rock world. You know, with the hip hop world and that whole thing, and just you know, reach as many people as possible with this with this message, this satanic message. Because that's what it always is every year in some way. So then you really got to ask yourself, well, hmm, well, what's that message? Well, I think you you know what we can all look at it and, and, and kind of guess and see, which it was this again, this gay this gay theme, this homosexual theme. Yeah, and again, that's not like you know rocket science. It's not hard to see. I mean, it was fairly obvious. You know, you got the whole rainbow color theme. You got, um, you know, Bruno Mars, who, you know, is probably like the most feminine guy I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, just, just ridiculous. You, you got the stage as an actual uh, shape of a cross to, to kind of, you know, make a mockery of the whole thing. Um, You know, the costumes, the people in the crowds, it was just all multicolored, you know, flowers and posters and things like that um, you know, you know, Chris Martin, somebody wipes his face with a gay pride flag, you know, in the middle of the performance. Very, you know, very uh scripted, you know, very deliberate. Um and then if you look at, you know, the end of it, what's the what's the message at the end? Did you catch it, Courtney?
1: Yes, it said, believe in love. And
0: it was like rainbow oh. colored. <laughs> right. And see <so> that's <laughs> the thing, guys. You gotta look at you know, that whole thing and it's not a coincidence, you know, that you got people like Barack Obama, like the most influential people, that that's what they're doing. You know, they're taking the most influential people possible and and using them to push forth this clear agenda. If you look at what the people say, well, you know, how is that a satanic agenda? Are you saying that homosexuality is satanic? What uh, we, we know it ain't of God. I mean that's that's for sure. You know what I mean? It ain't a godly agenda, I can promise you that. You know what I mean? So if it ain't godly, well, you know, let's you know, I'll give you one other guess. It is a satanic agenda. I mean that's basically what the agenda is of Satan is to uh glorify things that God hates. Right? I mean that's that's really all Satanism is. A lot of people don't understand you know fully what satanism is it's the uh continuous glorification and idolization of things and people that are designed to uh make a mockery of god to uh you know cause you know anger from god uh, and so and just to kind of tempt god and test god and you know and that's basically what it is it's kind of doing what you want to do live how you want to live love who you want to love that's not of God, there are specific rules, there are specific guidelines that the Bible gives us. Yes, we have free will, but at the same time, as believers as Christians, there are certain um you know guidelines now, that's not to say that everyone has to follow those rules because again, everybody is not a Christian, you know whether you're you know you're Muslim, you're atheist. You're Buddhist. Hey, that's perfectly fine. You know what I'm saying? That's not, it's not for us to say who you should believe in. But my issue is with people who claim to be Christians who support an anti-Christian agenda, an anti-God agenda. That's my whole issue. Because that's, and we all should have issues with that. Like, that's not, that's, that's our people. That's our church. You know, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we're supposed to, you know, reach out to people, tap them on the shoulder and say, whoa, whoa, you're you're a Christian? Well, hold on, you got to, you're not supposed to do that. You can't really, you know what I'm saying? You can't really do that. You can't say that. You're not supposed to. That's not pleasing to God. We're supposed to speak out on this type of stuff to believers amongst ourselves. But no, we can't expect everybody to follow that. But at the same time, there are a lot of Christians who love Beyonce. There are a lot of followers of Christ who support gay marriage and embrace this whole Believe in love, you know that whole thing. You know, the white they, you know, Obama painted the White House, you know, in the rainbow colors, in a in a freaking, you know, uh, just this gesture to basically say that we support homosexuality. I mean, that's I got, and we did a whole show on that. You know, Google that if you if you missed it. But I mean, that's, you know, come on, guys. I mean, it's that's crazy. That's like really crazy, and it's like I, that's why I'd be like, yo, I really think I'm living in the twilight zone because it's like, how are you a Christian man if you call yourself a Christian man? How do you do that? Like, how do you paint the White House, you know, in, in a rainbow colored flag? Like, you're, like you're, this is stuff that George Bush didn't even do. This is stuff that other presidents have never done. So it's not like he's saying, like, all right, well, as president, I have to do it. Like, no, you don't have to do it. You want to do it. People say, no, as president, you have to. No, he ain't got to do nothing. You know, he does not have to do anything like that. You do not have to support gay marriage. You do not have to uh, be a champion for homosexuality as president. You do not have to do that. Let one of these Republicans get in there, and I guarantee you won't see any of that stuff. So, no, you definitely don't have to. It's just that certain people choose to, and my issue is like, yo, if you're choosing something, then you certainly aren't choosing Christ. I mean, what's your your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I don't really have anything to to add to that. I really don't.
0: I mean, it's really getting crazy. The Bible clearly says over, what the heck? I mean, it is. Yo, it's like, yo, Matthew six twenty four, you know, no one can serve two masters, you know, for either who hate one and love the other or will be devoted to one and despise the other. You know, what I mean? so it's like you you got to really reference these scriptures, you know what I'm saying, when determining how you're going to live your life because people out here nowadays, they're just freestyling. They're just freestyle. They're just making stuff at the, up, up as they go along. I just be looking like, yo, okay, you support this. You support this politician. You you want to do this. Your, your Facebook profile, you you know, you changed it to support gay pride. It's just like, what? Like, where where in the Bible is that? Like, what the heck is all this? this? Like, I thought you were a Christian. You got cr- people claiming to be Christians but changing their profile pics. To to gay pride, like what part of the Bible is that? When did God say anything about gay pride and and you know gay marriage and loving everybody? Like that's not what God said at all. So I just be looking like yo, know, like people, people are wilding out out here, man. Yo, so one of the last things I want to talk about because you know we're making good time. I wanted you know, and we we I just I, if you guys haven't noticed. These were all supposed to be, like, three different shows. Like, we were supposed to have, like, a, just a show with, a, a, like, just a regular Ask, State Advice show where you know, all these what's going on in the world topics. Then we had, we're had we going to do, like, a specific Super Bowl special show. Then we're going to do a special show surrounding this new Fox show, uh, Lucifer, and just kind of what's going on there and some points we want to make. But I said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and combine them all. And so I'm looking here at Lucifer, right? There's this new show. I don't know if you guys have seen. I know Courtney saw. So I've seen, I think, two episodes. But one, I mean, first of all, Courtney, what was your initial, you know, reaction to it or impression? My, of it?
1: It, mm-hmm. My uh, initial impression of it was just how um, how bold it is. And how real it is, because it just shows how the devil roams around on Earth and and what happens and how um, people allow him to, you know, influence or I should say we allow him to influence us through our decision making a lot of times. And but I thought it was bold, but then at the same time I thought that um, it went over a lot of people's heads because even though I could see it for what it is, they were trying to portray it like it was just a story, like this is just a TV show and this is not real. But, no, it is real.
0: I'm going to tell you, like, let me just, before we go into it, look. I want you all to look at what the, I want to help, like, a lot, because, you know, some people haven't seen it. Just to kind of give a brief overview of what it is, it's a very interesting show. You have, the premise of it is you have this rich, handsome, you know, debonair, you know, intelligent guy who happens to be a, you know, a a owner of a, you know, very popular nightclub in Los Angeles, um, very well-dressed, you know, guy, and he's, but he's actually, you know, he's actually Satan, he's Lucifer. And, you know, the storyline is that he, you know, obviously God banished the devil to hell, but, you know, he was there, but he decided to take a vacation. But, and this is something that's interesting: is that you might say, "Well, why, why is the, why was the devil allowed to leave? He can just go." Well, there's a reason for that. The reason is because the world, you know, this you know is actually an extension of hell. Because remember, you know, you understand, like it's all it's very connected. Like if even if you look at, you know, you know what how what heaven is, what the Bible says about heaven, it's the opposite of everything that's going on here. You know, And so the reality is, when it's over, Christians will be in heaven, but everyone else will be left behind. Well, left behind where? <laughs> left behind here. You know what I'm saying? And there will be hell on earth. That's why Jay-Z and them talk about people who worship this stuff and look forward to this, who's going to run this town tonight? All black, everything. It's going to be all black. It's going to be the absence of the sun. And so what what many Satanists believe is that, You know, the sun will be gone, it'll be dark, it'll be hell on earth, and, you know, the devil will roam freely, and those who who love the devil will just, you know, be able to live in their paradise, basically, and do what they want to do without any type of, you know, rules, you know, anarchy. And that, that video was actually very indicative of that, of how they, you know, envision it. Unfortunately, they're in for a rude awakening. But that's the, you know, I mean, that's the whole reason. So, so the devil leaves, right, and he leaves hell to come to earth. But the other dude, I forget his name, the black dude, is basically, you know, one of God's angels who comes and is like, yo, you got to go back to hell. And he's like, well, I'm not really ready to go yet. And he's like, look, I'm warning you, you know, it's going to be a problem. We're going to have some words. And we're you know, he's like, whatever. You know, and then, so it's like a, you, you feel the tension building up between Satan himself and, and one of God's you know most prominent angels or whatever to try to get him back to hell, so that's so basically why he's here, the storyline is he's you know he links up with this police officer, and they kind of you know he's he's she's like the love interest in the show, but she's drawn to him or he's drawn to her, I should say because unlike others, he can't read her mind, he doesn't know what she's feeling, she's not you know just smitten with him the way everyone else is. Because of what he represents, which is money, power, sex, greed, and where everyone else is just you know drawn to him the way we as you know people are drawn to the devil or worldly or fleshly things and this show this this show, and I really encourage people to watch it at least one episode just to kind of see it's it's very clever because it's real. As Courtney said, it's so real because it shows that what it, all the many things that we are focused on, whether it's money, whether it's sex, you know, lust, you know, these are all things that we all struggle with. And the show does a good job of showing different characters and situations lusting after him or, you know what I mean, chasing after money or chasing after greed and even murder. Like every possible sin is shown in this, you know, in this uh, this show. So and it's oh and this is another thing and there's so much so many symbolic things but one of the more interesting things is and we we've been really talking about this all night is that on this show he actually tells people who he is and they all just nobody believes him that's the craziest thing out of the whole show they be like yo what the heck oh who are you she'd be like oh I'm Lucifer how are you nice to meet you and they would be like no really like who are you like whatever no he's like i'm the devil like that's who i am what do you mean and they're like and it's almost like he expects them to know but they all look at him like he's crazy but even though they see the the power that he has they see the effect that he's having on them they still don't believe that he's the devil even though he's telling like yo i'm satan i'm lucifer yes i know that you i know what you're thinking like yo how did you know that he's like well as Satan, i can Read your mind. I know what you're feeling. I know that you, you know, and they're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, did you, did you peek that? And, like, nobody believes them, but that's how it is in real life. We will see the devil. We'll see the effects of the devil in our life, and even when somebody tries to tell them, like, yo, um, this person is being influenced by Satan, or this is actually Satan himself sent, you know, to destroy you, like the Bible says, He's like, whatever, nah, that's nah, just Beyonce, you know what I mean? That's just Jay Z, nah. You just need, you stop judging, like what? <laughs> it's like obvious, and that's the play on, you know, the whole thing is because it's like he's telling you, just like Satan tells us in real life. you I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts? And you picked up on it.
1: Yeah, I did, and the crazy part about it is, like you said, you know, um, the people didn't believe who he was, but in real life. Yeah, we don't believe who he was, who he is initially, but by the time we figure out it's Satan, it's too late. <laughs> you know, something has already happened. Or we've already fallen, and if you see on the show, if you notice on the show, he, um, Lucifer, he plays on people's weaknesses, and he. He he asks people all the time, what is your deepest, darkest desire? And he'll use that to create some type of situation where to make it seem like it's going to, you know, be something pleasurable, but in the end, they're, they're going to fall and it's going to cause destruction.
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's one of those interesting things that um, the whole thing is a play on, you know, it's just like, a in, it's one big inside joke. And I said this uh, before when we were, you know, talking about doing this show. It's, you know, it's an inside joke between two people. It's the inside joke between people who who are actually Christians, who understand the word and who recognize this type of stuff. But then it's also an inside joke to actual Satanists and, pe- and you know, people who, are are making a doing this to make a mockery of it. And it's just like people like me, like, Oh, I, I see, I catch the jokes, you know? And then the people writing this stuff and the people who actually, who it's intended for like Satanists and people living in the world, like they catch it too. But for the vast majority of people who don't really fall into either category, this stuff either is, it, it you know, doesn't interest them at all, or they might watch it, but just from a strictly entertainment standpoint, you know, and it, it's, what we're talking about with this show is the same with a lot of this music, same with a lot of these Super Bowl performances, these movies. It's just like, you know, even these blockbusters like Iron Man and Avengers, they all are based on biblical things. You understand that? and if But you have to know the word. You have to be aware of these, you know, the agenda to even begin to comprehend what's really being said, you know, in many of these cases. One of the things, as far as uh, the the whole mockery, one of the more interesting things was in the beginning of the show, this is what it said. Um, It was like in the beginning, you know, talking about, you know, in the beginning, like basically in in Genesis, it says, um, you know, the devil was banished to hell, but he decided to take a vacation, right? Now, I think we all know that hell is no vacation, or at least you should know that. But they make it seem like, oh, yeah, you know, he was banished, but he said, I'm just going to get up and leave, and I'm going to just go wherever. And that's not really how, that may might be how it would be for him, but they want, it, they want us to think that hell is no big deal. But instead, it's, it's the exact opposite of that. Now, this is one of the things I, re- I really got a kick out of. He's driving down the street. I don't know if you caught this, Courtney, but the cop pulls him over. This you got to really understand, you got to really think about. This is very complex and very deep because this is like three different inside jokes, you know, that they had mixed into one. He gets pulled over by the cop, and he says, the cop was saying something, he like insulted him. He was like, he's like, oh, I forget what the cop said exactly, but he was like, well, normally I, I actually like to, I like to punish people. He was like, what do you mean all those sick, sick people who likes to just, punish people and, like, do all this type of weird stuff? He's like, well, yeah, actually, I do. I actually like to punish people. He's like, well, at least I used to. Now, watch this. That's very, that's key. He said, I like to punish people, at least I used to. Now, if you understand, I'm about to break something down to y'all real quick. The whole concept now of Satanism, as far as modern day and these celebrities, these celebrities view themselves as what? Gods, right? They, that's, that's, you know, Jesus you know, Beyonce calling themselves I Am, the great I Am, Jehovah, and countless other celebrities. They have these ultra egos, and that, that's just their whole thing. They call themselves gods or they view themselves as a god or whatever. And so Satan, if you look back at the Bible, he, Lucifer, he wanted to be God. He saw himself as God. He thought that he was as powerful. So God was like, whoa, 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 you're not at all as powerful as me, so you got to go. I'm going to kick you and your angels out and your, you know, your minions and banish you to hell, right? But at the same time, that's what they're saying. He's saying, I, at least I used to. Courtney, what's the difference? I'm going to give you some trivia. You so follow me. You got to connect the dots. What's the difference between God in the Old Testament and God in the New Testament? Well, God in
1: the Old Testament... Uh, punished people, and God in the New Testament sent Jesus um, to save us through his grace.
0: Excellent. You guys seeing where I'm going here? Do you now see the significance of that little line that they decided to throw in there? Satanists view themselves as gods. Lucifer views himself as God. He thinks he is God or is more powerful than God. He thinks he is God, right? And so that's why he said, he said, I like to punish people. Well, at least I used to.
2: Mm.
0: Right? He, he's basically saying, no, that was <laughs> me in the Old Testament punishing <laughs> people. That's what that was about. Wow. But there's a there's less than 1% of people out here who would have actually caught that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like I said, when you pray for stuff, when you read the Bible, when you actually understand, like, yo, this is what the agenda is, you will see all this stuff. Like, just like I broke that down just now, you like, oh, snap, that's crazy. Like, there's so, like, that type of craziness is nothing. That stuff is everywhere. It's in every song. It's in every TV show. It's in every movie. Politicians, like, it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So that was crazy. So uh, what else is going on out here, man? So now you got this, this seductive uh, therapist. Right? Now, this is someone who had some information. They had to go see this woman. She's a, a, a therapist who, because she's Satan, she was just, you know, drawn to him, you know, and she just wanted to sleep with him. And now here's the thing. Did you catch the whole how he tempted her, you know, uh, or no, how he tempted her three different times? And he's like, yo, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And she, I need, and she's like, no, 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 I can't do it. He tempted her three times. Did you notice that on the third time she accepted? Yes. Mm-hmm. the 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 deal that she made with the devil was, all right, I'll give you this information, but basically you got to let me have sex with you. And he's like, oh, boy, okay, sure, you know, it's fine. But here's the thing. So she, she makes a deal with the devil for sex, but then if you notice, and, again, this is very symbolic, this is what they're doing, you know the devil's a liar, right? The devil's a liar, and any deal you make with the devil is going to be null and void. So he was like, all right, you give me this information, I'll let you have sex with me. So she gives him the information. And what does he do, Courtney?
1: He left her, did he?
0: Right. Yeah, he left. She's like, what? He's like, no, 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 we'll take a rain check. So he played her. He reneged. I mean, it's clear as day. It's clear as day. He's like, the deal was, you give me this information, you got to let me have sex with you. He said, okay, fine. He gives the information he says no he reneges blatantly <laughs> on his deal that's symbolic of the fact that we as christians we as believers we want things so badly that we you know we we make deals with the devil even these celebrities like megan good like beyonce like kanye west you think that fame has come from nowhere no they've all made deals you know and i'm saying you don't you don't get rewarded for things, you know, and being in an industry that is contradictory to God's word without making certain deals with the devil. God isn't, think, I mean, really, I just want people to understand, because people think this stuff is a joke. Really think about it, because some people think I'm crazy, they oh, always just say, but really think about it. Just really ask yourself. People say, well, can't these celebrities really love God? How do you know it's not a real blessing from God? Think about it. Is Would God really bless you? with something, or bless these celebrities, with something that's passionate about making a mockery of him, something that is not of him. Look at the people in the Bible when they tried to, at the Tower of Babel. These people tried to build the tithes. You know what? We want to get high. We want to be as high as God, so we're going to make a tower, you know, that goes all the way up to heaven, and we're just going to be bigger than God or as big as God. Well, what did God do? He blocked that plan. He made them all speak in, you know, babbling. People say, oh, you're babbling? That's from the Tower of Babel. He divided all their language, their words, and it made them sound crazy so they couldn't communicate with each other. So God is not, just like he blocked them from doing something to, you know, bring themselves glory, God is not going to bless anyone, let alone a celebrity, with something that's not pleasing to him. This world, this industry, these movies, these TV shows, this agenda is not pleasing to God. So how can a celebrity who stars in, you know, a network television show or a blockbuster movie with all these satanic symbols in it, how can that be a blessing from God? It's not. So that means God's not going to give it to you, which means if God didn't give it, Satan gave it. You see what I'm saying? In order to get something, remember, Satan doesn't give things for free. So if Satan gave someone something, that means it came at a price. It means that there was a bargain of some sort given. Right? I mean, so that's what I'm saying. These celebrities, like I said, the celebrities have sold their souls for fame and fortune. Some people people will hear all that. Some people will even look it up in the Bible and still love these celebrities. These people will still love Megan Good, like Courtney. You know what I'm saying? Wanting to be somebody else. That they're not. I mean, I mean come on, I'm gonna, This is what I'm gonna do for you, Courtney. I'm gonna go back and just delete this show, so you know what I mean. And that way, you, it could be erased. And, no, you know don't do I mean? that. You the can, blinders are off. No, it's cool. <laughs> no, no, that's what's up. No, that's that's all. You know what I mean? That's all I really want is for people to see, like, because I get it. It's not comfortable. Some celebrities are bastards. You know what I mean? Others come off as likable. And so you may, you know I mean, it may be hard to be like, oh, no, nah, not them. No, it's it's celebrities. The Bible says, if you love the world, that the love of God is not in you. If you love the world, or you're loved by the world, well, celebrities are loved by the world. That's the whole point of them being celebrities. That means the God, the love of God is not in them. You know what I'm saying? You got a you know 50 million Twitter followers. Well, that means you're loved by the world. So guess what? You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't make this stuff up. God, I mean, I'm not saying anything that God didn't say. People are you no, you can still have 50 million Twitter followers. You can still be loved all around the world and still be a Christian. Well, nah, you can't. That's the whole thing. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, at least that's what the Bible says. So, and again, like like I said, there's so much stuff. And I don't even want to, we may come back to it because I don't even want to do it tonight because there's so much you know, whether it's that show, whether it's, you know, other shows, whether it's these, but just, you know, especially Lucifer, though, especially Lucifer, you know what I'm saying? We're actually going to get ready to wrap it up, man, because this, you know, like I said, there's so much that we had to talk about tonight, and hopefully you guys were able to, you know, be blessed and, and, and to learn something. Um, any, well, I mean, what's your thoughts, Corey? Any thoughts, any, you know, lasting words of wisdom you'd like to live uh, leave with the people?
1: Yeah, I I'll just say, it's very important to keep God first, and you know this ho- this show that we did was powerful, really for me because it caused me to to look at myself and make me think that I you know I need to get closer to God because when you do, you'll be able to see things from a divine perspective and not the way that the world sees it. And
0: that's very, very important. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. It's, you know, and that's great to hear you say that because, like I said, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect. It's not about being perfect. It's not about, you know, it's really about what Courtney said. It's like we all have to reflect. We all have to self-reflect on our actions, our own lives, and just do what's necessary to, whether it's take the blinders off, whether it's to... Um let go of certain certain things you know previous ways of viewing the world and just and just look at things from a biblical perspective because it's not it's actually not pretty, you know what I'm saying It's actually horrible when you really look at it for how it is and understand what's really going on sometimes it can cause you to lose your joy, but you gotta you know what i mean that's where you gotta really push and the focus on things of God that will restore that joy. Because the world, if you—if your main focus is being happy in this world, you know, and focusing on worldly things, you're going to be disappointed. But the, the only happiness and true peace that comes is, is really from God. But if you, you know, disavow God and, and uh, distance yourself from God, you're forced to rely solely on the world for your source of happiness which I think we all know is going to disappoint you in the end. So just keep that in mind, guys. Again, thank you for listening. You know, we're still doing some really great counseling specials. You know, reach out to us if, you know, you want to, uh, you know, just start that process of change spiritually, emotionally, physically, 855 um, 55 on, you know, DADON or, or Courtney at TRCToday.com. Uh, a young woman actually reached out to me the other day. I'll leave her uh, anonymous as everyone is. She said, uh, "She said, you know what? I've been listening to your show for years. You know, I, and uh, you know, I just really wanted to reach out and uh, start this process. You know, just kind of look at, you know, uh, why I'm single, why I'm attracting the type of guys that I am, and I really just, uh, you know, I want you to help me change my life." And I said, "That's cool." I said, "What made you reach out now, as opposed to, you know, before?" She said, "You know, just, just I was afraid. You know, just I felt like it was better to just listen. You know, and this is someone who I don't even know. Like, you know, certain people I know." from seeing them around on social media or whatever. But other people, they just reach out, many people. You know, most of the people, in fact, over the years have reached out are people who I have never heard from. They've never called me to the show. They're not anywhere to be seen on social media, but they just listen. And I'm just saying, if you're one of those people who just listens and and enjoys listening that way secretly and silently, I say, that's cool. Just give us a call confidentially, anonymously, and, um, you know, and start that process. I don't feel like anybody should have to live life, you know, upset, on valentine's Day, or upset or not looking forward to the new year or a birthday you know what i mean it's all about getting what you want out of life you know being happy whether that's you know with or not whether that's because for everyone that's love everyone wants love we're put here for love and so that's the foundation you know and so you know, it's building you know from that foundation and getting so many other blessings that god has for you but i believe love is the the ultimate foundation so Again guys, thank you for listening. And um, you know, I'm not sure when we'll be live again, but we got a lot of great topics coming up. And um, you know, just keep listening to the uh, archives. And um, I will see y'all next time.
2: i day don't be your motivate you, girl. Let do be your motivation, day and rock your world. Mm-hmm. don't be your motivation, shall you, day don't be your motivation, Child, don't and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle. Let i be your motivation, child, let it on to overcome rock your world. Mm-hmm. Let i'm be your motivation, child, let it on to motivate you, girl. Let i'm be your motivation, child, let it on to overcome and change your world.